So the other day, you came in the office fiery mad. I swear to God, I was seeing red. I cannot be more Why? dramatic about it. Oh, what well, happened? You know, the funny thing is that reflecting on it, I, I have to be completely honest, I was actually in agreement with uh, my boss, who I was uh, disagreeing with. But the, the day before, um, basically we had this meeting and we were, we were kind of talking past each other. Um, and I spent the entire night thinking through very specifically with points and counterpoints, researched with data, came in. I, I think I emailed you at like five in the morning. I could not sleep at all um, because I was right. And I was right. And I, I, God helped me. Um, if, if, what I, if I believe in what I'm saying I, and if I can verify it too and it, it's, if somebody's still disagreeing with me, um, it just filled me with this overwhelming feeling of well I, I am not going to put my name on something that I don't believe in and I'm not going to have my team put their name on something that I don't believe in and when we had this conversation um, he stopped, started off this, this meeting by being like so you look like you have something to say <laughs> got it out of you <laughs> he did um, and we talked about it and uh, literally we, we ended the conversation with being like oh okay well Yes, we, we talked about the, the content at hand, um, but throughout that conversation, I had said at one point, I feel like you're not listening to me. Hmm. And so you, you know him. He, he's the kind of person that paces all over creation when you're trying to have a freaking conversation with him. Yeah, and but that's him listening. It is him listening, yeah. yeah. But when I said that, when I said I feel like you're not listening to me, he literally stopped in his tracks and sat the fuck down right next to me. Wow. And I... There was, I, I have the shivers right now. I'm just telling you about it because I just could like, it, I mean, like there's, you can think of it if your, your spouse or your partner did that, that would mean a lot to you as well. Yeah. But from this perspective of somebody who I deeply, very much respect, what that showed me was that in that instance, the way that he allowed me to come in super hot, respectfully, of course, yeah. but he allowed me to come in super hot, super unapologetically passionate about what I did and gave me the opportunity and the respect to listen to me the way that I wanted to be listened to. Mm -hmm. And the the way that he knew that I, I mean, I'm not going to be mad for no reason. He trusts me. He picked me as a leader in his organization because of that. Right. It's not boy who cried wolf. And I also think what you just described is that leaders choose body language very wisely. So in that setting, his body language and his yes. visual actions made a big difference in how he handled that. Because if he was multitasking on his computer, you even if yes. he said the words, no, I'm listening to you, I'm hearing you, right. that wouldn't have come across the same or been as powerful of a moment for right. you. And I remember you walking right back into the other room, buzzing like it was the best day. Yes. So why, why do you feel like that moment of being mad to your boss, to that leader was such a profound moment for you. So I feel like so many things in my career, in my life, are very much affixed to this moment. And it's a little bit by design, but it's a little bit by happenstance of this particular situation. Um, imagine if we were truly at odds. Um, I, can, I think back to the history of my career and as a leader learning about the history of my team's careers, everybody has that example of that awful boss. Oh yeah. 
Every single person has these war stories of you know those moments where you felt like you had no voice that you you know you had just had these ideas and and these thoughts inside of you that were just you know ripping at your skin to get out and there was there was no hope that you had to get them out and that moment was for me I mean I've gone a little bit over a transformative year myself and have put a lot of energy into being a leader in myself and this was a moment where you know you can read as many books you can get as much advice in the in the world but until you actually see it it's very hard to understand when it's happening in real time and so through you know my experience um you know in in my career and through the the I'm a very analytical person through all the research and, and advice and kind of data collection that I've done in my mm-hmm. mind this was it where it truly crystallized a real moment in time where coming out of the room feeling you know buzzing with every sort of feeling of oh my god if i'm allowed to do that what else can i do mm-hmm. it truly I, I swear to god i've been feeling more creative um, in this last week since this happened than i have in a freaking year and how would that change your style with other people because isn't there something to be said of if you felt like you didn't have that safe space to be mad do other people that are reporting to you as a leader also feel like they don't have that same space to be mad? Because what if one of them disagreed with you? You, you as a person, I know you, you would want them to disagree with oh, you absolutely. if they are passionate, but yeah. maybe there's something as an aura about you that's preaching down to them that you're not allowing them. So it's kind of like this double reflective moment right. of learning that style from the one that you're reporting to and right. then Adopt- articulating that back, adopting it exactly yourself. Absolutely. And I mean, when we think about it from being a leader of all different kinds of levels, you have people that are, are more senior. And we also have people that are, are very, very junior from an intern level to somebody that's really starting their first kind of career. Um, and the thing that I hear just constantly is the term chain of command. Oh. And if I could delete a freaking corporate phrase, it probably would start with this one. Because when we, when we say the space to be mad, well, I kept thinking of, well, why was I mad? If, you know, when I was working at IHOP as the waitress back in the day, you know, I can tell you I, I really would not have gotten as... What's your favorite pancake? Flavor? Oh, my God, absolutely not. I haven't eaten pancakes since 2009. <laughs> um, but what I do think is that, you know, I would not have given a shit back then. Yeah. But why do I care? And it's because I love what I do. Because I, I, I see as a reflection of myself, my impact on, on this world, my impact with the people that report to me, the impact of the people that, you know, I can... If I can impart one piece of knowledge, what would that be? Um, and part of that is, you know, the step being so mad love is because I love my job so deeply mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to get here and which had nothing to do with, you know, shoots and ladders, as I say, yeah. but it had everything to do with hard work and, um, building the trust that I had outside of outside of hard work, outside of kind of your, your natural, your natural talent or how many nights you put in the midnight oil to get done what you have to get done. But there has to come with this level of believing yourself and ignoring what we think is those glass ceilings and chain of command. Yeah. Yeah. Because I believe I've gotten here because I was not afraid to say, Hey, I disagree. I actually have an idea about that. 
Yeah. Or and in the moment when you guys were disagreeing, you weren't saying that respectfully. Right. But you carried that feeling with you and it arguably ruined your night. Oh right? Oh my God, you should have seen me. Yeah. So it ruined your night. It crept into your personal life. Yeah. And it engulfed your thoughts until you got it off your chest. So now think about leaders who do not allow for that safe space and what they are doing to the people around them, the people who report to them, by not allowing them to just say what they truly are passionate about. If they disagree, there's an opportunity to do so, so that it takes that burden off of that person's shoulders because there is no more line now post-COVID, there is no more line. Work-life balance does yeah. not exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is the same. It yeah. is our lives. Um, and until we allow people to say what they truly think yeah. in the right amount of time so that it doesn't become this huge, heavy burden, we are not leading them how we should lead them. Right. And I, I think, too, it's like when we look at the you know, historical companies to rise. You think of Facebook. Well, you know, oh, Mark Zuckerberg, such a genius. Did he build Facebook himself? Absolutely not. Um, and there's, there's this almost demystification of when it comes that, that I believe needs to happen, which is when it comes to building an organization is that you cannot, you should not, and you will not build that by yourself. Mm-hmm. And by building that space to allow other people to disagree with you, it opens up the opportunity for innovation in a real way without just using buzzwords. And to change your perspective because your perspective may not always be right. There was this Bezos quote that I read the other day that was like such a home run and it was about leadership and that leaders need to be relentless in their vision, but flexible with the details. Absolutely. And so that's what you're describing, right? It's like all the people around you, you have to allow people to disagree with you, to have that safe space to be mad, to have the safe space to be happy, to have the safe space to talk things out and duke it out because yeah. this is a hard world that we're living in and ideas are complex for a reason. Right. And so if you only believe what you believe and it's got to be your way to get there, that's the fastest way to get that team around you to stop believing in you as a leader and, and your vision. Absolutely. It's also buy-in. You know, it, no, it's one thing for you to say, all right, I've identified this problem as a leader and here's the solution. Hope you like it. Yeah. Versus. I mean, we've felt that ourselves, oh, right? Wow. Oh my There's Lord. been a lot of times where I've done that because I believe that I, that, that yeah. was the right thing to do. And then you quickly realize that is the very wrong thing <laughs> yes. to do because yes. it doesn't matter what you think. Yes. It's also, I mean, you have experts for a reason, regardless of, yeah. of level, of title, etc. It's that, you know, when we talk about the diversity of ideas in the workplace, it's that we, we need to allow getting that perspective from different people because there is no human possible friggin' way that everybody's going to be able to know every single detail about every single thing that of every single decision that we need to. And there, there's this, this concept of decentralization of, you know, making these decisions. Obviously there's the macro level that needs to be very held and, you know, almost protected from a leadership perspective, um, from that kind of, you know, bird's eye view, but then there's the more granular level details. Um, and it's, you know, we cannot have somebody that watches you press play on every single email that you send out. Right. It's just not going to work. 
So if you had a word to the wise for any of our listeners who are in leadership positions and they have the ability to influence others, what would you say? Oh my goodness, what a question. Um, So I have a lot to say. Um, What I do think is that by telling these stories yourself to your team is a way to connect the thought process of these ideologies without it sounding contrived. Tell these real stories. Tell, you know, I told a, I told a client we were pitching last week that I came in super hot, mad at my boss. Um, and then that sounds so wild. That sounds so, quote unquote, against the rules of business. Um, but what the feedback was is, oh my God, how authentic, how real, how refreshing. And by, if, if you want to lead by example, be honest, tell these, the, tell the situations that, you know, made you pause, that made, made your day a little bit more difficult, that kept you up at night. Because by you leading by example in that way, in that honest and a true and accountable way, um, you're going to allow your team to start sharing those moments with you. And that builds trust, that builds a, a, a team camaraderie. Um, whether you immediately see it, it, it'll grow. And that's truly, you know, where you're going to see innovation and creativity get lit on fire.